Luke chapter 24, he said for them to tarry in Jerusalem till the, the promise comes or the power comes upon them. So you can have the Holy Spirit in you, but not the Holy Spirit upon you. Because the Holy Spirit coming upon you is what it uses you to work miracles, to deliver people, to do mighty things. When the Holy Spirit is inside you, the Holy Spirit directs you. He trains you. He shows you what is right from wrong. Amen. And having the Holy Spirit upon you is what we call waiting on the Lord. The Bible says, for them that shall wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. You shall receive power when you wait. There is power in what? Waiting. But most Christians now cannot wait upon the Lord. We want everything quick because the system that we are in, we are being introduced into fast food, whereby you go into it, you go into drive-thru, and by two minutes, your food is already made and you have it. So most Christians don't want to wait upon the Lord. We want to do things on our own. We want everything that we want everything fast. But if you don't wait upon the Lord, you cannot have that power. Now, to my on my experience, waiting upon the Lord was never easy for me. Sometimes I could leave home, go to church, sleep in church in the winter time for three days, no food. Sometimes a little bit of water. In winter time, no heat, nothing. All my prayers that God have mercy upon me and use me. That's my prayer. God use me. God use me. Sometimes I'll fast for 30 days, sometimes 40 days. Just sometimes I will only eat salads whilst fasting. Sometimes my, I'll only be drinking coconut water just for God to use me, just so that I could receive power. It's not easy. Waiting upon God, if I tell this easy, I'm lying to you. But when you read the book, called, let's, let's go to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew 4. Matthew chapter 4. It will, it will explain something to us. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Starting from verse 1. It says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungered. So the Holy Spirit himself led Jesus to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Amen. And the Bible said that after Jesus Christ had been tempted of all the things of the devil, the Bible said that what? He received power and that he, his fame went abroad. Why, Jesus, why did Jesus have to fast 40 days and 40 nights to receive power? Because of the mission that was ahead of him. Mm. Amen. So as a believer, waiting upon the Lord in fasting and prayers is very important. You can have the Holy Spirit. But to receive power and, and, and receive power, it goes by waiting steadily by prayer and fasting. Amen and amen. So waiting is part of what? The missions or it's part of Christian journey that you have to go through. Amen. I believe I answered that question. You have. You have, okay. sir. Thank you. I could sit and listen to you for all day. I sat under your ministry a couple of times and it's like so rewarding you come out renewed each time. So I don't mind listening. It's just the time that is against us right now. But I thank God for you. Um, Pastor, you have spoken well today. I want you to just wrap it all up for me. 
tell me about some of the mentors and uh, you know the the way you have carried on in your in your life as a christian until you get into the ministry and all of that those people who have been there for you name them for me well those people that have been there for me first of all i would say my parents they've been there for me through the thick and thorns they've always been there they've supported me with everything and also i would say pastor nana from point wherever he is may god richly bless him god used him to also train me he helped me a lot by the grace and mercy of god he helped me he made me the first time i held the mic was by this man of god Thank you, Jesus. Was him that made the first time that I preached as a as a preacher was by him, Amen. And God has used him mightily in this in our generation to touch the lives of so many people. So passing an offering from wherever he is, may God richly bless him. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a lot of them. A lot of them. Um, most of them are back home in Ghana. Most of them are back home in Ghana. Um, like the prophet right now, the where I am, I'm um, Prophet Kofianan. Wherever he is, may God richly bless him. He has also impacted my life so my life so many times and so much. May God richly bless him wherever he is. And so many of them, I can't name them. If I name them, I, I might um, I might make mistakes. Uh-huh. So many of them, so many mentors, so many mentors. Amen. It's yes. good to have mentors. It's good to have mentors. I want to um, just wrap everything up by just you explaining for me that the time is now so short on us. This present world will soon be passed in a way. We should serve the Lord deeply, gratefully, without distraction. Add your spin on that for me. Well, I would tell anybody watching us and listening to us that Jesus Christ is coming again. Whether we like it or yes, he is coming back. Amen. And this is not the time to play church. This is not the time to play church. The time, like I always say, the time to play church is over. Bible says for the tribe of Issachar, they know the time and season that they were in. It's good that every believer should know the time and season that we are in so that they will prepare themselves towards it. My, my, my sister, as I'm talking to you now, very soon the trumpet will sound. Very, very soon the trumpet will sound. The curtain call is drawing nearer. It's drawing very nearer. Let me take you to 2 Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter three, verse eight. It says, "But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing: that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day." Verse nine: The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but His long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Amen. So the reason why God has not come yet is that he's seeking the souls to come to him. When he was leaving, he told his disciples that he's going to prepare a place for us. And when he's done, he will come back and take us again. So we'll be with him. That where he is, so we shall be also. Amen. He said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it was not so, he would not tell us. Now, as I'm speaking to you, the Lord has already prepared everything for us. Everything is being prepared. Everything is ready. But the thing about it is that the saints are not ready. The ones that bought, that he used his blood to buy us. We are being bought with, a, with, a, with his precious blood, with a price. 
but we are not ready. It's because our attention has been divided. We want to love the Lord and love the world at the same time. We want to love the world and live in sin at the same time. But the Lord mm-hmm. Jesus Christ said, no man can serve two masters. It's either you serve one and deny the other. For you cannot serve Jesus Christ and who? And mammon. Mm-hmm. Amen. The time that Jesus is calling his people is now. That's why I'm, I'm always angry at most um, at some of the pastors. Because they've turned the gospel into merchandise. And it's hurting us. Yes. They're not preparing the saints for the glory. Or we are not preparing the saints for the coming of Jesus Christ. So most people go, go to church, but yet their garments are stained because of mm. sin. But God gave us a mandate that we should make disciples for him. Amen. Yes. So if you are listening to me, the time to play church is over. Don't go to church and live in sin. Go mm. to church and give yourself to Jesus Christ wholly. For Jesus Christ said in his word, he says that he that comes to me, my first deny himself. Mm. Pick up his horse daily and follow me. If you cannot deny yourself, you cannot go follow Jesus. If you cannot deny yourself, you cannot go to the kingdom. Because the kingdom that God has prepared for us is a holy kingdom. The angels are holy. The saints are holy. Even the ground itself is holy. It's a holy ground. So if you are unholy, you cannot enter into that kingdom. And in that kingdom, no trace of sin is found there. Yes. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. It says, be at peace with all men and holiness, without which no man can see the Lord. Yes. The gospel of holiness has, has been taken out of church. That is why most Christians go to church and go back and live in the world. Now, when you go to church, it's a pity. You go to church and it's like you want to cry. The way that we dance at church, the way we sing at church, now even the, the world itself has come to church. But my sister... Gone are the days whereby the devil was crucified or killing Christians because of the gospel. Yes. The reason why the, the, the devil is not killing Christians or killing the pastors anymore is that now the, the devil is part of the church. Mm. So he, there's no way that he, he doesn't care because he has won the church. So why should he kill them? So most pastors think that they are working for Jesus, not knowing that they are working for the devil. Because the devil is not part of the church. That's why most pastors are not being killed. The true man of God now will face persecution, but the, the ones that the devil have won will never face persecution. That's why when you go to church, you hear worldly music at churches. And it's mm-hmm. very sad. The yes. way we dress, the way we portray ourselves in churches. But back in the days, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. So what has changed? Did God change the, the syllables in the gospel? No. Did God change the scriptures? Do we have a different Bible? No. It is the same Bible that Martin Luther had. It is the same Bible that John Wesley had. It is the same Bible. Nothing has changed. So what has changed is because the, the devil has changed, has become part of the church. That's why the gospel of holiness has been taken out. And most churches are not preparing the saints for the coming. But if you are listening to me, I want you to know that God is looking for you. God is seeking you. God is waiting mm. for you. He says in his word in, in the book of Revelation chapter 3, he says, I am at the door knocking. If you can open, I will come in and dine with you and you with me. It doesn't matter how far Satan has brought you. It doesn't matter how much sin you've committed. God is still looking for you. You are the one that God is looking for. Come to Jesus Christ and have eternal life for your soul. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. So, Pastor, I'll just sum up exactly all that you have just said a while ago. There are two major things that we need to do as Christian. One of them is that we should not lose focus uh, as to who we belong to, which is yes. God, the Almighty above us. And two, we should also remember that we are living on borrowed time. Would you yes. say that's correct? That's right. We are living in the, not even on borrowed time. We are living in the latter days of the emergency time. Now we have yes. emergency time. Yes, thank you so much. When we go to the hospital and we say something is an emergency, everybody rush to it because it's an emergency. Yes. Amen. That's the era that we are in. We have to rush. We have to run to the ark, to the ark of Noah because the door is about to shut. Mm -hmm. The door is about to shut. So right now, Christians have to run. We have to run onto Jesus Christ. We have to run for our salvation. We have to run on the narrow road. We don't have to walk no more. We don't have to walk. We don't even have to jog. We have to run. It's time to run. Run for your life. Because we are living in the emergency era. There's no room for mistakes anymore. Yes. There's no room for error. Run for your salvation. If you're in a church and the church is not helping you reach Jesus Christ, find yourself another church. Because salvation is personal. And it's individual. Because at the judgment seat, God will not bring your pastor for your pastor to answer for you. Yes. You be there alone to answer for what you did with your body, whether good or evil. Amen. Amen. Well spoken, Pastor. Well spoken. I know you are on Facebook. Yes. I would like for you to tell, tell the people how they can reach you and um, what's your best hour of reaching you. Amen. Um, I'm on Facebook. The name on Facebook is Stephen with a P-H. It's S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Last name is N-T-I. In T, as you already know. Yes. And I'm always preaching on Facebook Live. I go on the radio stations and share the word of the Lord. Yes. This is not something that I wanted to do at all. But mm -hmm. the Lord commanded me. Because I don't like talking in public. I hate that. Yes. I don't like it. But God commanded, commanded me to do it. So I went out. And I'm always preaching on Facebook Live. From on, I'm on Busy Radio 92.9 from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. every Wednesday. Busy Radio 92.9, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. every Wednesday. You can also watch on Facebook Live. And I also go on Tuga Radio um, every Friday from 5 to 6 to share the word of the Lord. And that same message is preached on Tuga Radio from 9 a.m. Sundays every Sunday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Amen. So if you want to find me, I'm all over social media. Stephen on Facebook, Stephen NTI. I'm always there. You can call me. You can WhatsApp. You can um, send me a message at any time. At any time. I don't have a, I'll respond to you at any time. At any time. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. We will wrap it up for today. Most of all, I just want to say thank you for your presence here. Thank you for the delivery of the word of God that you have given us today. Everything was on point. We bless God for you. Thank you so thank much you for again. It was a pleasure to be on. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. This is Vintage Girl with a bow again, BB, reminding you to keep your humanity, your spirituality, and your Christianity intact knowing that God is the source and the strength of all your life. And without him, I can do nothing. Oh.
You.